our readings from 1 Samuel 21, um, the first nine verses. Only six were advertised. <laughs> David went to Nob, to Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he met him and asked, why are you alone? There's no one with you. David answered Ahimelech the priest, the king sent me on a mission and said to me, no one is to know anything about the mission I am sending you on. As for my men, I've told them to meet me uh, at a certain place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever else you can find. But the priest answered David, I don't have any ordinary bread on hand. However, there is some consecrated bread here, provided the men have kept themselves from women. David replied, Indeed, women have been kept from us, as usual, whenever I set out. The men's bodies are holy, even on missions that are not holy. How much more so today? So the priest gave him the consecrated bread, since there was no bread there except the bread of the presence that had been removed from before the Lord and replaced by hot bread on the day it was taken away. Now one of Saul's servants was there that day, detained before the Lord, he was Doeg the Edomite, Saul's chief shepherd. David asked Ahimelech, Don't you have a spear or a sword here? I haven't brought my sword or any other weapon, because the king's mission was urgent. The priest replied, The sword of Goliath the Philistine, who you killed in the valley of Elah, is here. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you want it, take it. There's no sword here but that one. David said, there is none like it. Give it to me. This is an odd little story. <laughs> I suppose most of us know it if we do through Jesus referencing it when challenged about his disciples picking grain on the Sabbath. Um, that's the beginning of... Luke 6, if you don't know it. I confess, when I first read this through this week, I, um, I thought that if I was Fred, I'd have been ill this week too. Um, <laughs> but I know Fred better than that. <laughs> An odd little story only really makes sense if we see how it's the confluence of two or perhaps three bigger stories. Ahimelech is a priest of Eli's line, David is the coming king, and Eli and David are linked by Samuel. And here, Eli's story and David's story come together in a book named after Samuel. Now, I could try to sketch out all these connections for you. I did actually write quite a chunk of that sermon, but stories are better told than explained, so I'm, I'm going to try something different. Hiding. And running, and hiding again, that's my life now, that's our lives now. There's a few hundred of us here, led by David. David says he's responsible for the death of my father, for my whole family getting slaughtered, but I stay. To whom could I go? So we hide in shadows, forests, caves, and we run when we can't hide. 
And I, am I the last priest of Israel? The only one left? I try to pray when there's a chance between the hiding and the running. But what use am I? A priest without an altar. Our God demands blood and bread as price for our prayers. And that's where it all went wrong. The blood and the bread eating. You have to be careful when you eat with our God. My grandfather wasn't, wasn't careful back in the day. And it started going wrong. And then David and my father weren't careful recently. And it all went much wronger. Sorry, look, let me tell you the story properly. My, name, my name's Abithar. Uh, my father, Abimelech, was head of the priestly families at Nod. You've noticed all real priests are called Abby something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 my father, Abimelech, was head of the families, priestly families at Nob, where the tabernacle was for a little while. His father was Phineas. I never met him. He died young. We, we do in our family. But Phineas's father, my uh, great-grandfather, I guess, Phineas's father was Eli, the famous priest at Shiloh. He knew what it was to love and fear our God. I've learned about the fear. Maybe the love will come. Well, you know, I think, the famous stories about Eli and Samuel and God speaking to the boy. Actually, that started with eating with God too. There was this guy, Elkanah, his name. He came every year to sacrifice, to eat with God with his two wives, uh, Penina and Hannah. Nothing wrong with Penina, nothing at all, but the stories about Hannah. She was infertile, you see, couldn't have kids. Definitely her, not him, because Penina couldn't stop having kids. And they'd come to Shiloh to sacrifice, Elkanah and Penina, and her ever-increasing brood, and Hannah, and her sense of emptiness. And they'd eat with God, and Elkanah always gave Hannah twice as much, and she prayed, then Eli heard her and misunderstood, but God understood. And she got pregnant with Samuel, and she gave Samuel to serve Eli in the sanctuary. And so it all started. She had five more kids too. Things go well if you're careful when you eat with God. Phineas, my, my grandfather, Eli's son, his brother was Hophni. He'd be my... Well, something removed, probably. Anyway, they, they both ended up removed. They were <laughs> careless about eating with God, you see. The deal was that the priests would wait for the sacrifice to be made, then get a random bit of the boiled meat to eat afterwards, and sometimes they got lucky. Nice bit of lamb. And sometimes, well, I don't know if you've ever tried boiled goat's tripe, but there aren't many better arguments for veganism. <laughs> so my granddad and his brother, they started demanding the good bits even before the sacrifice was taken to the altar, eating without God, perhaps eating before God, before in time, not in front, you know what I mean. Uh, Eli told them 
it was a bad idea, but they wouldn't listen and he couldn't make them. And so there was the prophecy that all our family would die young. And then God spoke to Samuel for the first time when he was just a boy. And then the Philistines came and we lost the battle and we lost my granddad and his brother. And worst of all, we lost the ark. Eli died that day too and my brother, my, my uncle Ichabod was born. We got the ark back, we sent some raiders. And Samuel gets old and his sons are no better than my granddad and Hophni. And the people say, well, the priests were rubbish. And now the prophets are rubbish. Give us a king. And Samuel gave them Saul. He's still king. He's the one who killed our family. He's the one we're running, hiding from. And David. David was... Saul's best, the one who served him, <coughs> came to my father. I was there, hiding in the shadows, watching them. David comes in furtive, watchful, panting, unequipped. I'd heard the rumours, of course, some falling out, the king's anger, something about Prince Jonathan. I think my dad had heard too, he was shaking when David came in. Why are you here alone? He demanded. A mission for the king, a secret mission, a holy mission. My men have been sent to meet me somewhere. Now, I need bread, food of some sort. What have you got? Well, we're priests. We don't have land, livestock. We don't have food of our own even. We eat with God. We share in the sacrifices. So there's the showbread, 12 loaves put out each Sabbath, which we have to eat in the sanctuary. Moses said it was the holiest part of the food we're given. It's not actually that great, to be honest. It's probably fine when it's first put there hot, but a week later... Not so fresh, not quite as hard as the stones on the hillside, but, uh, and uh, I have to say it gets a bit of an odd flavour because they're building incense next to it all the time. But when you eat with God, you eat what God gives you. My granddad and his brother taught us that the hard way. Dad's scared, doesn't know what to do. By rights, only the priest can eat this bread. He makes something up. It's holy. Have your men been kept from women? Always, David said, women are kept from us before missions. Interesting way of putting it, I thought. Um, even ordinary missions, never mind holy and vital secret missions like this one. He was laying it on a bit thick, I thought. I don't know if Dad saw through it, but it, it gave him a way out, even if he didn't believe it. He gave David the bread, the holy bread, that should only be eaten with God by priests in the sanctuary. A weapon. Have your weapon. I'm unequipped. The king's mission was so urgent that I had no time to collect my gear. The sword you took from God. Ah, great. Give me it. And he left. 
And then I noticed that Doeg was there, far enough from Edom, thick with King Saul. He slipped away quietly. I don't think Dad saw him, but he had a look on his face. I started getting a bit worried. Next day, mayhem. Shaken awake early, have you heard? David's on the run. Big argument in the street. Saul had said that David's a rebel and an outlaw. Most folks didn't believe it. But I'm suddenly worried more. Worried for my dad. Turns out I wasn't worried enough. Head over to Gibeah wearing travelling clothes. Nothing to mark me as a priest. Saul is stomping around asking why no one told him what was happening. Then Doeg pipes up. Drops dad right in it. Soldier sent to Nob. All the priests surrounded up, 85 of them. Every priest there was except me. Dragged down to Gibeah. Thrown in front of the king. I can kind of guess where all this is going. So I hang around the back of the crowd, try not to get noticed. Dad's pushed to the front and the king starts on him. You traitor! You gave David that rebel bread and sword. You're part of the rebellion. Lots of stuff like that. Dad tries. How, how was I to know? D D David said he was on your mission. But Saul wasn't there to listen. Sure enough, after about 15 minutes of ranting, red-faced, eyes bulging, Saul waves at his goons, yells, kill him! Kill all of them. No one moves. Kill them! He rolls louder. My lord, they are priests in the sanctuary, the anointed of the Lord. Saul suddenly became very quiet. They are traitors, he hissed. He stared at his men, looking from one face to the next. Then suddenly he smiled, not a nice smile. Doeg, are you less squeamish than the rest? You kill the priests. As you command, my lord, already drawing his sword, I didn't wait to watch, but I heard enough. I heard far, far more than enough. Kept off the road, too easy to be seen. Saul's chariots or runners would catch me easily. Cut through fields towards Nob, hiding every time I heard anything. It was slow going. I was dirty and, and scratched as I got near town. And then I heard it again, more screams. Doeg had gone by the straight road. Was killing all our families. Killing the folk who weren't priests who lived in town and their families. Oh, and all the animals, too, for good measure. I ran off. No idea where I ran to. 
There were caves. A few plants with berries, tubers. I did a lot of crying over the next few days. Then I started to, to meet people. Turns out there's a bit of a community of outcasts. Sharing tips on where to find food, shelter, what's safe to eat and what isn't, what water is clean or cleanest. Some folks are innocent victims. They got on the wrong side of something, someone, and had to run away. Others, um, less innocent. We don't ask, though, about the past. We look out for each other, form loose friendships when we live in the same cave for a couple of weeks, share the bits of knowledge we had, and soon, it seemed, everyone was talking about the same thing. David. David, one of us now, in, in a cave. Yeah, I know which one, but I'm not telling you. Welcoming anyone who came, folks like us, forming a community, an army, something that was both. We all landed up there eventually, some quickly, some more reluctant, but there was nowhere else to go. David welcomed us all, gave us something to be a part of, something to believe in. I met him the day I arrived, Abiathar, son of Abimelech. He suddenly stopped. There were various folk who wanted his attention, but he waved them all away. He said, come through here, a little cave that was private. Your father. I knew him. How is he? I looked at him. He's... He's dead, and all our family with him. I told him the story, picking the scab off and making the grief roar again. I'm sorry, he was a good man. Better than many, I agreed. It was my fault. How so? I came to the sanctuary the night I fled, asked for food and sword. I know. Doeg the Edomite was there. He told Saul. Then Saul ordered him to kill us all. Yeah, I saw Doeg that night. Knew he would tell Saul. Their lives, all of their lives are on my head. Will you stay here with me? Saul wants to kill us both. We might be safer together. So here I am, it's a life of sorts. David and I talk when we can of all that's happened to us both. Our stories seem intertwined. Intertwined and unfinished. Samuel, the boy in the temple who God spoke to about my grandfather's death, turns out that at the end of his life, Samuel came and found David. They ate with God together. 
and Samuel anointed him, but didn't tell him what for. There was another story, one I'd not heard before, but, but Samuel told Saul that God had rejected him. It was eating again. Saul planned a great feast with God to celebrate his victory over the Amalekites. God had told him to do something different. So the king failed. Just as we priests failed and the prophets failed. It's a long time since I ate with God. The bread and the blood are part of this story too, though. Still unfinished. You see, the old prophecy that God gave to Eli said all our family would die young. And apart from me, they all have, and I've got time yet. But there was something else in the prophecy too. A promise that a faithful priest would come who would never fail that the ministry in the sanctuary would be performed perfectly forever. I asked David once about the bread my dad had given him. It was holy bread, only to be eaten by priests and only in the sanctuary. All my family died because we ate wrongly with God. Saul wanted to eat wrongly with God and was rejected too, Samuel's sons. But it seems that God has not judged David for eating wrongly. Maybe it will come, but the anointing, the promise of a faithful priest to come, not David. His hands are too stained with human blood. But a son of David? I grow more and more certain that somehow, somewhere, and I think from David's line, there will be a faithful priest. And God's people will learn properly how to eat bread and blood with God. <laughs> you hear that owl hoot? That's, that's not an owl, that's, that's the signal. My turn to be on night watch. I must go, we're gonna need to keep running and hiding for a while yet.